This episode of Rubitoon is a significant podcast brought to you by In the Corner Time. Ever felt lonely? Good. You've been in the corner too long. Time to come out. Back to you, Robotuner. Okay, um, so just be sure to check out Robotuner's Insignificant Podcast live on Sundays on... Mixler. Mixler. Hey, I thought it was Mixler. Look look at me go. And, you know, make sure you check out Shelly. She's the best one. Sushi, she's great. Thank you. Perfect. Perfect. That's wrong. Broadcasting with no real intentions from Fort Worth, Texas. It's Robotuner's Insignificant Podcast. Occurrence 86 for real this time. Seriously, because I said it was Occurrence 86 last week, but it was actually 85. <laughs> I fucked up, I know. And it is Sunday, August the 28th, 2016. In the year of the animal which stands on its head and pisses in its mouth. God. Zach, you probably get that one, don't you? I, I understand it. <laughs> it's a reference made on a show that I'm associated, well, that I'm friends with, also, okay. much like you. All right, well, <laughs> greetings, everyone. Robotuner coming at you from Castle Fujiwa, back again with that low-budget podcasting style. For your listening, enjoyment, amusement, disgust, or all of the above, take your pick. Joining me once again across the table from me, give or take about six or seven feet, is my existing romantic life partner, Sushi. Shelly? That's where I'm sitting. And absent this week is Special K. He is on an expedition to Lake Titicaca. <laughs> He's on a soil expedition. Yeah. He's he trying is. to see if the land of Cornholio uh, has any, if the soil there is any more brown than it is in any other parts of the world. I've gotten some correspondence <laughs> from him. Saying what? He says there's a lot of titi and a lot of caca. <laughs> I'm sure that they are. <laughs> <laughs> and the other voices that you hear, well, one of them at least, is uh, this week we have our some musical special guests in the house who have actually been on before. Um, much like um, Jay-Z and Beyonce without a ring on it, like Sean Morgan <laughs> Welgamode and Amy Lee without the drunken calls, and with like Fleetwood Mac without the orgies. In the castle today, we have I Happy M. Hello. How's it hey going, guys? guys? It's going good. How are you today? Awesome, awesome. So yes, we have we have Rebecca. Hi. And we have Zach. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and we are we happy are to you have uh, come again. Alrighty then. <laughs> I said that the last I said the last time last time you guys were here. So yeah, I happy am was heard our that before. <laughs> I happy am were uh, our first musical guests last year about uh, back in May of 2015, and they've come back on again to promote a special event. Yes. Yes. They will be playing at on September 10th at Butler's Alley in Fort Worth on 8th Street. Um, they'll they'll be releasing their brand new CD. Ten dollar admission, all ages, and uh, admission also gets you a free CD. I don't think they're gonna be playing though, right? You guys aren't. Oh, what happened to your mic, dude? Uh oh, yeah, fix the cord there. It's not. There we go. There we go. Oh, there we go. Yeah, you yeah. did. It's not actually a performance. Uh, weird. It's an album release party. It's just going to be like a needle drop party. So we're just going to be hanging out, listening to the album. We're going to do a uh, a special Funky Town pasta. Funky Town. Funky podcast. Town pasta. <laughs> yeah, Funky Town pasta. He's probably going to market that it's shit now. It's going to be delicious. <laughs> pasta time. Uh, and uh, just an interview with Rebecca and I and Joe because he was he helped us. He engineered with us and he produced it. Oh yeah, Joe Tackle. Joe Tacky. Yes. <laughs> Yes, at One Horn Studio, and it was great. James Zamet of Keep Forth Funky is helping out a lot um, with just putting it together and helping out and hanging out and just, yeah. Get, it's going to be he fun. supplied the venue. Yeah, it's at Butler's Alley on 8th Street, and so it's an awesome venue, wonderful people. It's really neat. Awesome. Well, We're going to have free beer, too. Oh, cool. Uh, what limited, kind? Limited supply. Do you know? Uh, is it going to be a... Uh, oh, I think that's going to be a surprise. Oh, it's yeah. a surprise? Okay, okay. <laughs> Well, it's all ages, and I actually it's have my be a daughter. Surprise the we- to us too. <laughs> actually, have my daughter that weekend, so yeah, we'll definitely be able to yeah. make that Saturday, September tenth. Yeah, it's uh, six to nine, and um, there's gonna be a lot of family friendly stuff. Yeah, it's family do. friendly. Yeah. We're gonna have games. There's giant Jenga. There's a mustache seesaw. Oh yeah, that's right. I know about the mustache we, seesaw. That, that's a 
That was at Arts Goggle the last couple of years. Yeah, we advertised it as mustache rides, and we got a lot of weird looks. <laughs> and then uh, understandable. I've got some secret games planned, and I think it'll be a lot of fun. That's awesome. Well, like I have to say that the timing in which you guys were our guests this week, for at least for me, couldn't have been better because the last two weeks oh, I've yeah. been working some hellacious hours at my job. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I think I just submitted my timesheet today and I clocked like 105 hours for oh the last two week period. Goodness. Yeah. Yeah. It's, well, this, this coming up week is my last week at my job. So I'm trying to finish up this big project that I had going for months and uh, getting the team up to speed on everything that I do that they're going to have to do after I leave. So yeah, it's been, it's been nuts. Uh, you can ask do me it. about my week. How's your week been, Sushi? <laughs> well... Um, on Thursday evening, I shot my boss in the penis with a rubber band oh. on accident. Um, I have that good of aim. <laughs> I was, uh, he was shooting rubber bands at me. It hit one of them, hit my chair and then the other one hit my desk and I grabbed the rubber band up. I turned around and I went snap and then turned back around and then I heard it hit, and I was like, oh, no. And I turned back around, and he's got a shocked look on his face. And I have Wait, a shocked look on my face. Huh? Was it out? No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. He just looked at me, and he goes, you shot my dick. And I was like, I didn't mean to. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my gosh. Couldn't believe I did it. That's crazy. That's funny. He went, and he texted his boss, which is also my boss, and said, Shelly shot me in the dick with a uh, rubber band. Mm. And I was like, holy crap. I didn't <laughs> didn't mean to, God. you know. <laughs> and they all just made fun of me for the rest of Friday, all day Friday. So, yeah, that's what I did. <laughs> oh you also went to your mama's house. I did. And brought back more shit. I did. I did. Seven tubs. Of Halloween decorations, right? Yep. It was wonderful. So mm-hmm. that was my week. Are you getting ready for Halloween? Yes, I cannot wait. This year we are going to do it. We're going to do it up. Do it up. Just like we did two years ago. Mm-hmm. Without the... Party like it's 2014. Santa Jose dropping yeah. off, you know, oh God. on our roof. Well, no, no, that was that was in December. Yeah, but we still had the ladder up from when you took the decorations down. Yeah, that big ass spider that we had put up in the, in the fake webs. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, it was like three <laughs> feet, <laughs> three feet in diameter. <sighs> so yes, uh, amidst um, amidst all the ex- this excitement that's been going that's been going on, this weekend was or sometime this weekend was National Topless Day. Woo! Anybody, you guys know that's actually celebrated that like publicly? Yeah, me. <laughs> yeah. Just, just well, you got a shirt on now, and yeah. so does Rebecca. Peeling back mm-hmm. the curtain. <laughs> I guess I took a shower at one point, so sort of, like, sort of celebrated. I actually shower with my shirt on, so <laughs> don't they make like uh like showering briefs or something like yeah, that for yeah. like shower high school shorts. kids? <laughs> shower shorts <laughs> for the man who has uh, nothing to hide but still wants to. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> I, well, st- I stole that. I didn't. I didn't make that up. Oh, <laughs> I never heard it before. Well, Shiner, our dog's celebrating it too. Like, well, I don't know. He has a collar on. Do you think that counts? Well, he doesn't have yeah. a jacket on. Yeah, yeah, that's his true. His arms are. Exposed. Well, dogs do have a coat. Coat though, fur coat. You want him to mm. shave his chest? <laughs> just shave like <laughs> half of him. Shave a pattern in his chest. Shave his name. <laughs> no, I'll just shave nipples and like <laughs> circles. Oh shit. Poor dog. <laughs> He, no, he would bite your hand off before you could even get close to oh, him with I anything agree. electric. Yeah, yeah, I've got well, that. Damn dog chases our vacuum all the time. Speaking of our damn dog, he almost uh, ate somebody alive today. It may as well have. No, we're not talking about our guests either. Um, of course, he barks. He barked at them, but he got okay with them after a couple seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, no, um, apparently one of the girls who lives in the house next door to us walked over to our front yard because she... Um, and then Shiner started barking because he's got really good hearing. And whenever he hears like sounds or people that are close to our house and he doesn't think need to be there, he start, he alerts us by barking. So I went to the front door 
and I saw somebody walking away and um, we have two doors. We have our main door and we have a glass door. Well, the glass door was open and I didn't know it. And then Shiner just bolted out the front door and ran up to um, our the, the girl next door who's actually was in our was in our front yard. And she was anyway, she was walking away. So he was just going at her. And luckily, your boy got her got her um, got her away. Yeah. But then but then she and then I apologize. I said, sorry about sorry about Shiner. And she said, oh, sorry. Sorry to bother you. She said, my phone. <laughs> I accidentally threw my phone in your backyard. Is there any way you could get it for me? I said, yeah. And anyway, your your boy came out and actually got Shiner and brought him back in the house. She said, is that your son? I said, oh, stepson, actually. <laughs> and I was like, what? Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I made him retrieve the phone for her. Ah. <laughs> so, so awkward when it we're, comes we're, to we're girls. We're dog owners. Yeah, no. Yeah, but my dog likes you guys. Yeah, yeah. Every time I you've like seen you guys. I other people's dogs. Yeah, I, I'm not a dog owner, but I'm a dog lover. The last time you guys were here, Rebecca, um, China was giving you uh, love bites on your hand. I remember that. Oh, yeah. He's... <laughs> He's a little bit calmer today. Yeah. He's used to a lot more people being here because usually whenever Kenneth Special K is here, he brings he at least brings his wife and the intern Alex. So. He was very sad earlier when nobody was here. Yeah. He was going to and from the door, barking at anything that he heard because he was just hoping it was them. So he's missing them today. Yeah. He's I been moping about, a, out, moping about a lot this weekend. I should take a, a, a picture of him and send it to Special K on while he's yeah. out. Yeah, I miss Special K. And just tell him, just tell him, look what you missed out on. This cute doggy face. <laughs> we should send him some teepee for his bunghole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he would appreciate that on his expedi- expedition. Uh, speaking of expeditions, it seems like the major drink companies have been on expeditions to bring back brands that have not been prevalent for the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. Here's what I mean. Pepsi has brought back Crystal Pepsi. At least it's better than Crystal Meth. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. That Much goes without better. saying. Anyone with uh, like two or three brain cells could tell you the same. So, yeah, there's Crystal Pepsi. Uh, Coca-Cola has brought back Surge. And High C has brought back the Ecto Cooler. Now, ah. I remember all these drinks when I was a kid. I mean, Ecto Cooler, That I think that may have been before your time because it was a drink that came out during the late 80s whenever Ghostbusters 2 came out. Um, but it really was just a, uh, this is just an orange flavored uh, drink, high C drink that was green, that was green, oh. you know, because the green was the color of slime in the Ghostbusters movie. So there was that. Sorry. And then Surge was the, was basically Coca-Cola's answer to Mountain Dew. That's how they would try to compete with that. It was only on the market for, I think, one, two years at the most. It was okay. I didn't like it as well as Mountain Dew at the time though. Yeah. And then, of course, Crystal Pepsi. I don't even know why the fuck they even bothered because I've I remember ne- I've never had Crystal Pepsi, and I don't know what it's about. What what is it? Like- it was more about hype than and and it being different than anything. Really, it's it's just like regular Pepsi. Well, uh, let me take that back. It's it's named Crystal Pepsi because it's clear. Uh-huh. It looks just like water or seltzer water. It tastes like original Pepsi at first and I stress the word at first because after a couple seconds it has a really bitter aftertaste like really bitter I don't even know what to compare it to weird yeah almost like brushing your teeth with uh hell I don't know like yeah baking soda and green beans I don't know (laughs) (laughs) it's weird man it's like I remember I remember the aftertaste myself but I just, it's hard, so hard to explain. But anyway, so many people had the same complaint about it, and they only had it on the market for about a year. And now that they brought it back again, and I've heard the same thing from people that have tried it. Mm. I just... I want to, uh, personally, I want to try New Coke, the, or the Coca-Cola New formula, that it was only around for like a year, and or like... Yeah, I remember that being on the shelves when I was a kid, but I wasn't allowed to drink so- sodas when I was yeah. that young. I think it was like 85 or 86, something like that. Yeah. I remember whenever they introduced. I just want to try it. Introduced yeah, it. we should do like a sampler sometime where we try all these like discontinued drinks and see like why. Like why they're discontinued. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, and then we'll go also go ahead and let you guys taste the teriyaki one. Oh, no. no, not the teriyaki. <laughs> what about the bacon? Chocolate bacon? 
No. Some of those were fucking awful. Like the corn one would never <laughs> go away. Yeah, the ranch one was the one I hated the yeah, most. Yeah, the ranch one made you want to just. I gagged on air. I like Man. it. I listened to that. That was close to y'all's. Uh, that was like around New Year's. That was about a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. So, since Special K does not have any, or is not here to present any fun facts, facts Zach has infor- Zach informed me before we started that he actually brought up some fun facts to share with us this week. Yes, I have some fun facts, uh, and I have 1% battery left on my phone, so if my phone dies... You should keep it plugged in while you're doing this. Well, it's not charging, so... Uh, oh, forgot her. George Lucas allowed band members of NSYNC to make a cameo in Star Trek Episode Two: Attack of the Clones. Star Trek Episode oh, Two: Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> get, get the fuck out of my house! <laughs> <laughs> See what happens when you try to oh, read. And there fast. we go. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. oh, damn it! So NSYNC is doing. Wait, say that again. NSYNC uh, members of NSYNC did a cameo on Star Wars Episode Two, and uh, to uh, to appease George Lucas's daughters but then they got cut out in the final edit uh, i was wondering why i didn't see him thank yeah. god they did and you know what i have that movie on dvd and i don't i haven't watched any of the um out uh, of any of the deleted scenes from it yet um i was watching that i was like you know what's missing in sync that's what <laughs> right so i mean that's the <laughs> first thing i think of when i think of star wars well you know what i'm glad he had the courage to say bye 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 <laughs> to their scene you remember good. what we talked about? Oh, yeah. Like we got to make our own cricket noise. <laughs> this is the time. Okay. <laughs> hey, that's pretty that's good. Thank you. <laughs> that <Okay>. worked. Cricket, cricket. <laughs> oh, Do you happen to remember any of them off the top of your head, no, Zach? Man. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that's a bummer. Oh, uh, sure. I'll take your phone. And then I'll just look up random facts. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'll be right you back. Have it? <laughs> Y'all All can right. talk without me. Yeah, we're, we're going to try. All right, so I know you guys have been planning this album for a long time, Zach, and it's oh, been yeah. uh, it's been at least a year year in the making. Yeah, we, uh, we uh, I mean, pre-production started, I don't even remember where we started pre-production, but um, production actually started uh, July 29th was the first day we went to the studio. Um, of this year or last year? Last year. Ah. So it was July 29th, 2015. And uh, we basically recorded the original, uh, I mean, we basically recorded until, when did we finish? It was like May, or, right? I forget when we laid the last track down, but yeah, it was pretty know. emotional. We, I got pretty sad, and then, uh, and then. Um, yeah, we've been doing it for so long. It was like a regular thing we did yeah, every we week, and toward the end, we were doing it a couple times a week. Yeah, we hung out at Joe's house for a lot of hours, and then. Um, Oh, there you go. There yeah, go. that chord's a little sketchy. Okay. Uh, yeah, and then, um, I mean, it was just a great time. And when uh, we finally uh, finished, it was like, oh, man, well, I'll see you Sunday, I guess, for the Funkytown podcast. Right. And, and so, I mean, it, it's not like we, we stopped seeing each other, but it was, yeah, it was just it was a lot of fun. And then I'm uh, in this time between uh, I had to get mastered and, and getting it um, – reproduced and um or duplicated i forget which those are technical terms like either reproduction or duplication and i think they're inter- interchangeable okay yeah and uh we just got them and like we got them uh, actually a couple weeks ago and <sighs> it's finally about to happen uh, mm-hmm. like more than a year's worth of work is finally coming to fruition does the album have a name or is it self-titled yes, it's called um do you want to say it yes the Prophet, The Giant, and The Invisible Man, an album by I Happy Am. Ah, okay. It, it, it's even poetic in itself. Yeah. I like that. And uh, <laughs> The Prophet and The Giant and The Invisible Man, those are three different songs on the album. Right. So. You guys performed The Giant and um, Flying Machine when you guys were here last year. Wow. So The Giant's yeah. like a year old. Yeah, over well, a year. It's, it's more than a year. Yeah. A lot of the songs are a couple, a year or two years old. Um, and just, we, we kind of, Rebecca had written like, 30 songs and uh we we basically cut out the the top half like of we cut we went topless on the yeah right (laughs) (laughs) we 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 cut out like the or we cut like the bottom 15 basically and kept the best ones and um so yeah it's pretty cool yeah and 
I know you guys were on our allies, the Jerry Jonestown Massacre, last week promoting, oh, and yeah. I did hear the song um, that they played midway. Um, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, and that that song actually is pretty fantastic. Yeah. I noticed, and I have to agree with one of their critiques about it, is that just based on that sound alone, the, it's very big sounding, very Phil mm-hmm. Spector, Wall of Soundish, which takes me back to... I hate to say something as so cliche as like the Beatles recordings, but oh, that's what it you. reminds me of. Yeah. yeah. The whole vibe that, that it's presented. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. We really just tried to give it everything that we possibly could have. And just to, I mean. Well, and Joe's a great producer. Yeah. yeah. Like we really lucked out, you know. Yeah. We, him and he has a good ear. And yeah. that's something that yeah. is very important. I found those facts if y'all want them. Oh, cool. Yeah. The, uh, and I mean, uh, there's a bunch. So, I mean, you can just stop me whenever. The band D12, the band D12, planned to find the 12 best rappers of Detroit, but only found six. So they created alter egos in order to have 12. That was when Eminem came up with Slim, Slim Shady. Shady. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dang. Okay. There's a metal band called Hate Beak, whose lead singer is an African gray parrot. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's true. I think I've seen a YouTube video of that. I'll have to look that shit up, man. That's hilarious. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) The American rock band, the Postal Service, was sent a cease and desist order by the United States Postal Service for trademark infringement of their name. After negotiations, the USPS allowed the band to use their name in exchange for playing a free show at their national conference. Yeah. (laughs) And I've never even heard of that band. I haven't Uh, either. It's, um, well, does that mean that whoever the fuck is in office ha- gets to sue the presidents of the United States of America, the band, oh, because of their name? Maybe. I'm sure he'd win. Yeah. America. Uh, but um, I think Ben Gibbard of Death Cab for Cutie is half of the Postal Service. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, That's cool. Bubbles from Trailer Park Boys is a gifted guitarist who is in a band with Alex Lifeson founding guitarist of Rush. Wow. They're called Bubbles and the Shit Rockers. <laughs> <laughs> That's so damn awesome. Yeah. Especially since surprising. since Rush is unofficially over, at least their touring or their touring days are officially over. Yeah. Yeah, they, that makes me sad. Yeah, me too. I'll never see them live. I I got to see them in 2002 their Vapor Trails tour. Oh man. Best show I've ever been to. Anyway, what else you got? When the girl featured on the front of Vampire Weekend's Contra album artwork found out about the illegal use of her 26-year-old photo, she sued the band. Yeah, I've heard about this one. She found out when her daughter brought home a copy of the album one day. <laughs> oh, shit. That's, 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 uh, that's like basic, I mean, I don't know, copyright infringement. Get permission. You have to know yeah. that like the photo that you're using is public domain yeah and I, I didn't do any research on who that lady is or if she's anybody of any notoriety or if they just found a random photo somewhere yeah i probably think it was just like a like a photo that i thought that was good um do, 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 do. um paramore broke the nashville curse by being the first band from tennessee to have an album go platinum in 20 years really um, with how much, with how many like mainstream country artists they spew out every year, I'm surprised that's. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Um. Uh, this is the last one. Okay. Before Guns N' Roses, Slash once auditioned for the band Poison. He decided not to join when he was asked about wearing makeup. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't see Slash wearing an ounce Maybe of makeup. Maybe eyeliner. Yeah. Well, most of the time he wore uh, sunglasses on stage. Yeah, but I could see him do, wearing eyeliner. Yeah, at the most. At the yeah. most. Well, those are some, some good fun facts. Thanks for bringing those up. No problem. Special Z. Zach. Yeah. <laughs> Shiner, what are you looking at? He's growling at me. He is? Yeah. Why? You don't have anything to eat? And I've already taken him out, so I don't oh, know. Okay. I don't know what the hell his problem is. Damn, I should have came up. I should have come up with the Zach lid before you guys got here. That would have been entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, babe, you got your news stories? Yeah. Yeah. Let's Ooh. let's break into those, and then we'll All turn right. over to our guests some more. I don't have any music today because of Kenneth. We got... Special oh, you Kenneth. know what? Uh, we have a song. I Happy Am recorded one of their new songs at the atrium at Castle Fujiwa, and we'll be playing, playing it a little bit later. 
I know I don't have introduction music. Do 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 do. Diva news. Go. That's not right. All right. Anyway, man bathes in hot sauce. Immediately questions his life choices. I saw this. I saw this on Facebook. This really isn't the kind of oh hot gosh. bath you can relax in. YouTuber Semri Kandar submerged himself inside a bathtub filled with what he claims is spicy sauce for his latest stunt and immediately regretted doing so. <laughs> Video going viral shows the United Kingdom-based vlogger screaming out in agony as 1,200 bottles worth of condiment quickly covered his body. Then, to further torture himself, he eats a hot pepper and dunks his head beneath the sauce. Oh, my God. What? Several hours after cleaning himself off, Kandar had claimed that his skin was still red and blotchy, and he still felt a burning sensation across much of his body. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Okay, I don't I have, eyes and like, balls or anything, but I can't yeah. imagine... Having hot sauce all over my balls. I mean, if I was a dude, that would be, I don't even know. Yeah. It's got to be bad. Got to be bad. Yeah, yeah, I hurt for him. <laughs> but he did least. it to yeah, himself. Shit. I mean, yeah. oh, do you hurt for him or do you just think he's stupid? Yeah, a little bit both. <laughs> zoo elephant throws stone towards zoo visitors and killed a girl. God. In Paris, an elephant hurled a stone in the direction of visitors at a zoo in Morocco, killing a seven-year-old girl. The behavior Aww. of the female elephant was abnormal and needs to be understood, a veterinarian at the site said Friday. The girl was visiting the zoological garden of Rabat with her family on Tuesday, admiring three elephants when one picked up a stone then tossed it more than ten yards over a ditch and a wooden barrier toward the visitors. The girl was struck in the head and died hours later. Man. The elephant ex exhibit has been temporarily closed and zoo veterinarian Abderahim Salhi said by telephone, he said the zoo personnel remained in shock three days later at what he called an unforeseeable accident. The behavior of any animal is very complex and wild animals are unpredictable, he said. We are all surprised we, yo we don't yet understand. But the zoo was designed to show animals living in replicas of their natural habitat, but with no direct contact with visitors. Stones are plentiful inside the elephant habitat, as they would be in their natural surroundings. The female elephant heaved the stone with force, officials said. We are very sad at what happened, but it would be wrong to blame the elephant. This was not premeditated, said Salma Slimani, who is in charge of zoo administration. That's sad. Yeah, On a lighter note, why cow urine can be used as valuable milk in bovine worshipping <laughs> India. Huh. Rashi Gupta had milk, lost... Milk, milk, lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> I think I should have taken a bath in that instead. <laughs> Rashi Gupta had lost hope of curing her firstborn son's persistent eye inflammation. She saw a doctor after doctor who told her they could only manage the condition with steroids. She even visited temples seeking blessings from Hindu gods for her baby, but with no results. Then her husband, Vishal Gupta, also an engineer, suggested an unusual solution, cow urine. It was almost unthinkable and grotesque to give cow urine to your son, but my husband was insistent that we should try it out, and after a lot of persuasion, I gave in, said the 32-year-old engineer from Madinagar. Madinagar? near India's capital of New Delhi. Desperate to her son's cure, she gave nine-month-old Vishnu two drops of processed cow urine a day. Within five days, we started noticing a change in his problem. And after 15 days, my son was fully cured. Oh. Well, you know what? If that wouldn't have done anything, I bet she would have been pissed. <laughs> no. Oh, or I'm I mean, out of that. The <laughs> 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 crickets are mooing. <laughs> Lord have mercy. All right. Oh, have okay. mercy on the three of you. <laughs> I've got t I've got two more. Right. Um, six-ton potatoes spotted on New York's Hudson River. If you happen to see a giant potato being hauled on a barge on the Hudson River Wednesday, your eyes were not deceiving you. The six-ton no. spud. Resting atop a tractor trailer on a barge pulled by a tugboat has been making cross-country trips since 2012 when the Idaho Potato Commission 
strutted it out nationwide to celebrate its 75th anniversary. The Taters wow. national tour was such a hit, the commission opted to make it an annual event. The potato is the equivalent of 3,200, I'm sorry, 32,346 medium-sized Idaho potatoes and is 1,102 times heavier than the largest potato ever grown. Holy shit. It travels the country promoting the certified heart-healthy Idaho potato and its mission is to help small charities in town and cities with its big helping program. According to the Idaho Potato Commission's website, other fun, I'm sorry, <coughs> Idaho couple Chris Schofield and Sherilyn Spruce, who have toiled on hundreds of big custom projects and designs, built the enormous tater. Shut up, Shiner. With the help uh, from several contractors. So this potato was built. Wow. Wow. That's hard to imagine. Yep. And my last story. Your last story. My last story. It's big. It's huge. (laughs) Blame Monsanto for being chemically engineered. This story is the biggest story I have told all year. Barack Obama will reveal alien and UFO details held by the U.S. before he leaves office. The U.S. Commander-in-Chief has been in office since 2009, but the last day of his presidency could be defined by an X-Files revelation. Barack Obama is close to making a groundbreaking announcement regarding UFO and extraterrestrial activity before he leaves office, and it's been reported by several outlets. The U.S. President is under pressure thanks to similar disclosure promises made by the campaign of the Democratic candidate for Obama's replacement, Hillary Clinton. Stephen Bassett, executive director of U.S.-based, I don't know what that is, PRG, believes that there could be a massive announcement to come. And he says David Cameron will follow suit almost immediately after. That's the... um, The, Isn't he the foreign prime minister of the UK? UK? Yeah, he's the one that stepped down after Brexit. Right, and yeah, he's going to, st- when he steps down, he's announcing it too. I thought he already did, uh-uh. though. Uh-uh, oh. not yet. Um, he, he announced he's <laughs> stepping down, but he said he would only step down as soon as he gets a good replacement. Mm, we'll see. Um, the 69-year-old has been lobbying the White House to release these details for 20 years and exci- and is excited about being on the brink of discovering the truth. Also, Russia said that if we truth. don't announce it, they will. This will be a reality this year, and across the front pages of newspapers across the world, um, they told the Daily Express, adding that E.T. is real. Um, Extra testicle? God, I hope not. (laughs) (laughs) We are going to get disclosure this year. I'm not sure who will win the election, but I think Obama will be the disclosure president. He will be looking at a Nobel Prize for making an announcement like that. Hmm. We'll see. I am 85% sure Obama will make the announcement before he leaves office and within days your Prime Minister David Cameron will follow. The possible revelations would come just months after Clinton told a U.S. talk show that she was keen on transparency of information on ET and UFOs. Campaign manager John Podesta also spoke about releasing top secret files. So also... You're getting ridiculed in the chat room. Also, another thing is, is that NASA has also identified three Goldilocks planets in another galaxy. And a Goldilocks planet is a planet that meets all the criteria to be able to foster life on the planet. So, um, with NASA announcing that, it's almost like we're being conditioned so that when they do finally announce the existence of aliens, it won't be such a shock to everyone. Mm-hmm. Hmm. We will see. And that's all I've got. Right. Oh, I'm really excited. There's your no, this is real. This is a, this is not an onion article. This is real. That would be awesome. <laughs> all right, so we're gonna take a little break here, and we're gonna play a song by I Happy Am. This one is called Oh Ghost. It's not OH Ghost, it's O comma Ghost. They recorded this bef- whenever they first arrived this afternoon, and this is from their new album. We hope you like it. Yes. I 
my friend Will you be my friend Oh, do I have to be there too Or can I just pretend Wow, would you look at that? I had enough time to let out the dog take a piss in time. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> That's a great song. To sit back down and continue the show right yeah, at the that time that it song. ended. Yes, that was very good. I can't wait to hear the rest of it. <laughs> what? <laughs> what Dustin just said. Waterboarding. <laughs> Waterboarding? What the fuck? <laughs> Is that the sound of Zach being held underwater? Fingers crossed. <laughs> well, he steer. No, I'm still alive, and we're still going to beat you uh, in the best of. I think this might be like a clone of Zach talking. Do we even want to talk about that? Because we're competitors against you, Zach. Uh, Shelly and I are. (laughs) If there was an actual competition against us. (laughs) Oh. I voted for JJTM, and you can decide what the JJTM stand for. What? I don't know. They can stand (laughs) for more than one thing. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's a good point. I'll have to think of other <laughs> acronyms that are not Jerry Jonestown Massacre to replace their n- initials with. I'll have to ponder on that the yeah, next week. I was going to say, uh, we were on JJTM. And I was yeah, going to ask guys you, were. Shelley, if, uh, if we had to put money in the jar for saying it, or if it's just uh, the chains are just on RoboTuner. No, that just applies to me. No, that just applies to okay. him. <laughs> And he's calmed down a bit, so okay. we're good. He doesn't put any that money was in the one jar. time. God. Oh my gosh! And that was actually did a year you hear ago. him yeah. do the interview? <laughs> I was like, you could turn that into a drinking game. <laughs> JJTM, you were on JJTM, JJTM, JJTM. <laughs> I was like, holy crap! Yes, you don't those, have to remind me. All those right. guys are great. There's a dog. <laughs> they may not be the best podcast in Fort Worth, but they're still really great. <sighs> oh. <laughs> Just as their leaders in the room, also. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm just—I've noticed that maybe our insignificance is uh, is showing now because we're not the subject of ridicule as much as we had been in the early days of the campaigning <laughs> of fav- of the 2016 FW Weekly. I think it's because of. we backed off a lot. We just kind of, you know. I haven't had time to make any other to make any video uh, mudslinging. Yeah, I think it is also because we consider ourselves a spinoff, so then we're okay. Because anything that we win is also a win for Credited them. for them, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. You, you guys are a spinoff, then that's okay. Okay. See, I'm, I'm glad we have acknowledgement from the other, other party as well. <laughs> All right. So before we go any further, we actually have a voicemail for the first one. Ooh la la. Actually, uh, actually no. First one in two weeks. Because mm. before that one from two weeks, Zach actually left the last one back in March. <laughs> All right, so let's let's give this gander. What is up, RoboTuner and crew? My name is Trice Mooneyham. I'm from good old Fort Worth, Texas. I wanted to bring something up. Me and some friends, we were talking about movies that really uh, scarred us as children, to where we realized the world wasn't such a safe such a safe place. And uh, I was thinking, I remember the first time seeing Jacob's Ladder and the Evil Dead and how horrifying that was. And it made me realize that all those nice, fuzzy feelings I had as a child are going to vanish. So I was curious, what are some of the movies that you guys remember as children that just completely changed the way you saw the world? Another question is I had a dream the other night about Funko Land. It was, this was before GameStop and all that stuff. And uh, I remember getting a game as a child called Ghouls and Goblins, 
for Nintendo. And I remembered that game brought me to tears because I was not able to beat it. It pissed me off so much. So I was curious, what are some games that you guys have just had the hardest time dealing with as far as completing them and playing them? Let me know later. All right, thanks, Trice. And uh, for those of you that don't know, that it was the former drummer of my band, The Confounded, Trice Mooningham. Um, so, yeah, yeah, thanks for the call, dude. Okay, so, Shelly, because you weren't wearing headphones, I'll just summarize his message. Um, he wanted to know, he had two questions. Uh, one is, what movies did you see as a little kid that just basically totally changed, changed the way you saw, you saw the world? Um, his examples were Evil Dead and Jacob's Ladder, which he saw when he was like a little kid. Mm-hmm. And the second question is, what um, he he said he had a dream about Funkaland and going out to get um, ghosts and goblins for the NES, and how much had it brought him to tears because he could never beat it, which I can relate. Also, that's one of the fucking hardest games on the NES, and nearly impossible to beat without cheating. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to know what some of the games that we have played that just had the hardest time dealing with or beating as far as trying to complete them or even playing them well um (laughs) this is gonna make everybody think crazy but um when i was in the first grade my mom let me watch a cartoon and um it was a great cartoon and there was a lot of nudity in it (laughs) i know which one you're talking about (laughs) which one heavy metal yes I watched in the first grade. I watched the cartoon mm-hmm. Heavy Metal, so uh-huh. that was a um, she. She changed it towards the end um, because there was too much nudity for me in the first grade. But it changed my views on cartoons for sure, and also Akira. That uh, changed everything. What What age were you when you saw Akira for the first time? Um, I was the same age. Oh, really? I I didn't see it until I was. 16. Yeah. My mom. Broom, 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 the fucking giant teddy bear. My mom um, didn't really. I had limits on some things. Like I couldn't watch a lot of sexual things in nature. Oh, yeah. But um, I could watch everything else, including horror films, which I was like, why? You know, I was little. Mm. Why would you let me? But anyway. Video games that were hard. Oh, my gosh. First of all, Shinobi. That one right there, I would play it and play it. But I wanted, because I'm one of those that I have to have perfect levels when I play a game. So I would play it and play it and play it. And I always wanted to get the special round for Shinobi. And so when I didn't get it, I would start it, start the whole entire thing over and then continue playing. And also Prince of Persia, the first one that came out. Oh, yeah. That was hard as hell. I've never been able to beat that game. I still have my copy for NES and I have Prince of Persia remastered on my Xbox One. Yeah. Which so, is just, a, it's the same game. It's just updated graphics. Yeah. And that was hard as hell. Yeah, it is. Hard. And you have one hour to beat it. You can die as yeah. many times as you want to. I mean, you can die as many times as you can but the game still plays on but if the timer timer runs down to zero the game's over yeah so the that's that's my such a fun game though jordan mckerner's a genius or i like the noises that it makes when you pick up the bottles oh yeah yeah it was just uh, that noise i was like oh i love that noise i just want to pick (laughs) another bottle up yeah the game was revolutionary because it was one of the first ones that used uh, rotoscoping to uh to capture the um, sprite animations, you ah. know the characters moving and stuff, and all their actions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they actually used real life footage and then they digitized over it. Ah. Yeah, yeah. Same, yeah. The same um, concepts been used in animation for decades. So. When so I was a kid, uh, my sister let me watch Langoliers, and uh, it destroyed. Like I was so afraid of being left in the past because I. I and it's been like I watched it since then, and the graphics are awful, and it's just not a good movie. <laughs> I never well, seen it when I was a kid. I think it's based on a Stephen King book or a sh- short story, maybe. But when I was a kid, I just they were at an airport, and these monsters were eating the past. And if you if you stay too long in the past, you you you'll get eaten. And so they had to like fly away from the airport or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just it gave me like a whole thing about like time and like being left behind and yeah it 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 really affected me 
What about video games for you? Video games, man, the the only thing that really comes to mind is the Water Temple in Ocarina of Time in uh, Zelda. That gave me the most, like, I, I eventually beat it, and then, uh, but that, like, the Water Temple was always the worst. Like, it would, I would, that, that was the part of the game where you set it down for six months and then go do some other stuff and then come back six months later and pick it up and, like, oh, I'm on the Water Temple. Yeah. Okay, let's get through this. I've never played that game all the way through, <laughs> admittingly. It's because you got stuck on the water temple, right? No, <laughs> oh, I, I I played that game right uh, right whenever it came out in '98. Uh-huh. I ran an N64, and then my brothers and I played it for the for the week, and we oh they actually got farther than I did on my game. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't. It's been so long, I don't even remember. Yeah, man, I love that game. The original is still one of my all time favorites. Yeah, for the NES, which I still own my copy. I have a, a link to the past on my Game Boy. Oh yeah, the the I think that's the third one. Yeah, that's right. They did re-release that for, I think, uh, Game Boy Advance. Yeah, it was Game Boy Advance, yeah. Well, I wasn't allowed to watch much TV whenever I was little, but um, I do remember, like, sometimes in, like, I was I was homeschooled for most of my childhood, but kindergarten and first grade I wasn't, and so sometimes I'd have to stay in, like, after-school care, and uh, they had movies playing, and there was this one, and I don't even know what the name of it is, but this person was, like, stuck in their dream, and it was an animation, and they kept like waking up and it would be like another dream. And that like really freaked me out because like even as a kid, I was like always afraid, like I'd had problems with like, I don't know whether I'm sleeping or awake right now sometimes. And I just had like a lot of issues with that and didn't make it better at all. Oh, crazy. But I, I don't know what that movie is, yeah. but um, a movie that shaped me in a good way is uh, Fantasia, the Disney movie. Oh, with yeah. All the classical music and stuff. And how they were just like making shapes and colors go with the music. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. Yeah, yeah, that that was. I watched a that over and over. Pretty again. revolutionary yeah. for its time. I mean, even Fantasia 2000. I saw that in the in an IMAX theater whenever it released. Yeah, I remember that one too. But yeah, I remember watching the. Well, there was like a demon part in the that it like freaked me out because I was like four or something when I was watching it. Yeah, that's so dark. It was like night on Bald Mountain or something. And it was so like horrific, but I, I still kind of loved it. Like, mm-hmm. I, I would like watch it through like my fingers <laughs> as a kid. Um, yeah, but I yeah I still I still like that. Yeah, that one. Seeing that as a little kid, also that did creep me out. I mean, it's kind of like music videos, but like a bunch of them put together for mm-hmm. classical music and. Yeah. What about video games? Um, Do you video play games. Video, video games? At well, all? as a kid, I played. Um, I had a Super Nintendo, and I played. Awesome this Jurassic Park game that nobody could beat. This I Jurassic remember Park, the Jurassic Super Park one for Nintendo. Super NES. Genesis had it, one it that was, was slightly so different. Yeah, yeah. I, have, I have Jurassic Park on Genesis. The Genesis one was much better. You could actually play it. Yeah, yeah. the, the Super Nintendo one, you couldn't, like, you couldn't get very far at all, and then you'd have to go back to the beginning and just like repeat yourself. Yeah. The NES version... I never got very far. <laughs> yeah, the NES version of Jurassic Park was shit also. Mm. <laughs> was it a philosophical film, like Waking Life? No, was that, the, the main character a man? No. Okay, it was a gr- like a kid. I think it was. I want to say it was a Japanese movie. But oh, okay. Neongo. You know there is um, one other movie that moved me completely, and I didn't understand why we watched it in school, but we did. And I don't know the name of it, mm-hmm. um, but it was this little girl. And it was raining outside. Apparently the planet that she was on, it would rain constantly, constantly, constantly rain. And they would have one day out of the year where it wouldn't rain. And she almost missed it. Um, She was doing something and and was running and running and running and trying to chase that outside to go out in the sunshine. Mm -hmm. And she almost missed it. And that, I've seen it twice. I got to Mm -hmm. see it twice in school, which that hardly ever happens. And I was just like, what is this movie? I just... Mm -hmm. And it, 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 it just, something inside of me is just really analyzing that movie all the time. Yeah. And I still yeah. think about it. Hmm. All right. So for, for movies that I saw as a kid that just changed me or that it changed the way I viewed things, there was actually two. First one was <laughs> Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> my parents let me watch. That was the first R movie that my parents ever let me watch, and I was six. Oh, my. Imagine a six-year-old watching that movie today. Oh, hell no. 
Uh, that's the first time I ever saw boobies on screen. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, just the stuff that they talked about in that movie. Just and if I watched it again as an adult. I'm like, how the? Why the hell did my mom let me watch this? Because she didn't think that you would get it when you were a kid, and you didn't. Oh yeah, I didn't. I thought you know, I of course there are a lot of parts of the movie that I did think were funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's the first time I ever saw nudity on TV. Was that movie? There was that and. Um, the first really freaky movie that I remember seeing, well, freaky to me at the time, as a kid, was Ralph Bakshi's animated instance of The Lord of the Rings. It took parts of Fellowship of the Ring and The Two Towers and basically morphed them all into one movie. Um, Compared to the original movies and, of course, the live-action ones that are out now, it's subpar. But at the time... I remember it was the first time that I saw that much violence in a cartoon, mm-hmm. and it was very lifelike. Again, that was also rotoscope. That was his style of animation. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah I just remember. I remember being freaked out totally by that movie. As far as games, God, the, my mind like goes immediately brings up the NES because some of the most frustrating games I've ever played were on that system. And yeah, it, to Trice's point, Ghosts and Goblins was one of them. Um, but as far as like the ones that just made me want to fling my fucking controller across the room, which I did do many times as a kid, um, there's actually, there's actually two. One I played as a kid and, and, but and one I didn't play until I was way older. Uh, the first one is Battletoads. One of the, and it, he still plays it. Well, yeah, I play on Rare Replay because it has a cheat mode. You have infinite lives and you... It has a rewind feature. You have to make your noises so that everyone knows what you do. What you, what's Something the other like one? That no, yeah. no, that is not it. Yes, is that, that close one. enough? No, that's still too okay. low pitch, but that's close. All right, a, uh, I'm not going to spend the next thirty minutes trying to replicate it. Okay, there's a minute <laughs> left on the, the lit. Yeah, we'll we'll restart in a second so we can do trivia. Okay. Anyway. So that was one of them. And yeah, Battletoads was notorious. Most people couldn't pass the third fucking stage where you're on the speeder bike and you got to oh, dodge yeah. the damn rocks. I can pass it on the, my Xbox One on Rare Replay because it has a <laughs> rewind feature. And I was able to beat it like in five minutes. So, uh, but yeah, it was great of a game that was. God, it was so fucking hard. And even on two player, you'd end up killing your partner half the time. Yeah. And so there's that. And my second one is, well, I didn't, didn't actually play it until I was an adult. Um, was the f- Japanese version uh, of Star Wars that was released for the Famicom. Uh, in other words, the Japanese version of the NES. It never made its way to the States, um, and with good reason, too. In this game, you play as Luke Skywalker, and they get so... Um, they take so many damn liberties with the storyline. You, If you want to know better, you would think the people at Namco maybe watch the first uh, 45 minutes of the movie and uh, just like took plot elements from the other movies that didn't even happen in uh, happen in A New Hope and just lumped it all together and made a, made, made a game. So anyway, you get to use a lightsaber and a blaster pistol. You have three lives, no continues at all. And you have to fight Darth Vader at the end of every stage. But get this. After you hit him the first time when you're fighting fighting him as a boss in any of the stages, he turns into some kind of random fucking animal. Like <laughs> The first stage, you fight him on the jaw the of Sandcrawler on Tatooine. He turns into a fucking giant scorpion. Then you go to another planet and he turns into a shark. <laughs> I can't even remember Weird. what. Yeah, yeah, it's total total bullshit. And there are only there are only I think one or two stages that actually follow the plot line of the movie. And of course, the last one is the Death Star run. Um, but anyway, that game made me want to contr- throw my controller also. And I only played it via emulation, and I was only able to beat it by cheating using save states and shit. But yeah, I, I the only reason why I played it through from start to start to finish to, is so I could say that I did. <laughs> I actually had a whole review written up about it that I was going to post online, but I didn't. I still have it saved somewhere, too. <laughs> and then the angry video game nerd, he actually reviewed it also about a <laughs> two or three years ago. So, yeah, that's my list. It was usually my brother that would, like, 
throw the game or like if we were playing like a board game or something, he'd like wipe all the pieces off if he got mad. Oh God! I'm just like I could. Older or younger? To play with him. He was younger. Oh. Which is weird because he was like he's probably the most calm of us now. But <laughs> got cool. all yeah. Got out all that aggression as a kid. Yeah. Probably a good thing that happened. In some rich, <laughs> in some instances. All right, so. I think it's time for Stump the RoboTuner Trivia. Okay. And this time it's going to be a three-way. Zach, Rebecca, and myself playing against each other. Yes. Okay. Let me get a pen so I can take... All right. That's right. You're not used to keeping score. We usually have somebody that's here to do that for us. I'm only going to ask ten questions. Okay. (laughs) Hide the salami. What the fuck? All right. Number one. What nation was bounced from the Organization of American States in 1962? If you want to guess, you got to say your name. Zach. Okay. Puerto Rico. No. No. (laughs) (laughs) Will Will Smith and Jada Vickers. (laughs) (laughs) No. I had to get it out of the way. (laughs) Um, Robotuner. Uh-huh. Cuba? Yes. <laughs> Thanks, HDX, Scott. <laughs> Lord. Ah, cheating. Nope. That's cheating. <laughs> Nobody else The Lord is not here. He's running it. his own podcast. Speaking of which, I'm surprised you got were able to get out of that tonight. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he uh, he let me off the leash. <laughs> well, Number two. Shelly's not off her chains. <laughs> oh. What continent has the fewest flowering plants? Zach. Mm-hmm. Antarctica. Correct. That was obvious. Number th- number three. He's such a bad loser. He's <laughs> such a bad because loser. Because it has zero flowering plants. <laughs> anyway. It's all in the context. What element begins with the letter K? Robotuner? Mm-hmm. Potassium? No. Shit. It literally begins with... Oh, I'm not supposed to talk. You, you talk. I'm going through them all. <laughs> this is why I always lose like fast paced games. Um, <laughs> Zach. Mm-hmm. Kilbasa. That's Kielbasa. not an element. <laughs> That's a sausage. <laughs> I think you're reading Dustin's comment up there about hide the salami and that came to mind. <laughs> Do you got a guess? No. We have a I hint. Got, I got to the middle of the song and I have to start over now. Oh, that's right. Because you make songs to memorize stuff. That's right. You talked about that. Don't wait for me. You can <laughs> give the answer. Okay, it's Krypton. Krypton. Crypt- I've, yeah. I thought that was... Oh, wait, no. They Kryptonite is... This isn't is Superman. Kryptonite <laughs> is fictional. <laughs> they named that. It's real. It's Krypton. Of, because of Superman. <laughs> <laughs> Superman. What country saw oh, a world record of 315 million voters turn out for elections on May 20th, 1991? Zach. Germany. Mm-hmm. No. Robotuner? Mm-hmm. Uganda? No. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I just guessed. Oh, can you repeat the question? What country saw a world record 315 million voters turn out for elections on May the 20th, 1991? Dang, Scott is like on fire. <laughs> I have no idea. Should I just say something? Yeah, just say something. Mongolia. Guess. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's India. Oh, it's, oh, okay. S- Scott did get it right. I'm trying not to look at the. He got Krypton right too. Like did you see that? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, number five. What national holiday in Mexico has picnickers munching chocolate coffins and sugar ooh, skulls? Robert Re- Rebecca. I heard her say "ooh ooh" first. Sorry. Okay. Go ahead. The Day of the Dead. Correct. Dias de los Muertes. I used to have a song called Dias de los Muertes. Ah. You know the old PC game Grim Fandango is based Sorry, on I'll try Day to the say Day. my name before I say you because <laughs> Okay. All right, number 6. What nation's military attached dynamite packs to Dobermans before sending them into Palestinian guerrilla hideouts? Wait, Zach. what was What nation's military oh. attached dynamite packs to Dobermans? Before sending them into Palestinian guerrilla hideouts. Zach. Israel. Yeah. Correct. Mm. The Sounded only like other country that fights them all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're the only f- country that fights them. Well, I mean. 
Like, they just fight each other all the time. They're like jerks. What was the first planet to be discovered using the telescope in 1781? Oh, shit. The, the Intoxicated Gamer, they just had a question that astronomy related last week, too. Shit. What was the first planet? Uh, Robotuner? Mm-hmm. Mercury? No. Shit. <laughs> My mom is not a planet. <laughs> Fuck you, Dustin. Uh, Asshole. Rebecca, Saturn. Correct. No, no, no. I'm sorry. That's wrong. Is that Jupiter? Nope. It is Uranus. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I like saying that. Number eight. How many days? I got it mixed up because of the rings. Because you said Saturn. And I was thinking, yes. How many days does a cat (laughs) usually stay in heat? Robotuner? Five? Correct. Oh, shit. I guess on that one. Number nine. How many U.S. states border the Gulf of Mexico? Zach. Mm-hmm. Six. No. Robotier? Uh-huh. Seven? No. Oh, God. Okay, Rebecca, eight? No. Okay, I was counting. Okay, so I I know the answer, but I'm guessing. So we're going Florida, Georgia, Mississippi, Louisiana, and Texas. What about Alabama? That's why I picked set. That's why I chose seven. Then maybe it's not Georgia, maybe it's Alabama. I got them mixed up. Okay, it's five. It's only five. Oh. Okay, duh. All right, sorry. I counted something that was on the other side of the (laughs) (laughs) Gulf of Mexico. Let's see. All right. All right. Okay, next. What? (laughs) What are you doing? Don't tell me what to do. What's the... (laughs) Don't read the damn question. (laughs) What's the ballot term for a 360-degree turn on one foot? Ballet. I'm sorry, ballot. Rebecca. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Pirouette? Correct. Right on. All right. All right. So that was 10. And you all tied and y'all oh. missed four. Wait, we all tied? Yeah, you have two, you have oh. two, and you have two. Oh, shit. Should I do a tiebreaker question? Wow. Yeah, yeah let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Yeah. I'm, going I'm glad to I win. just got one, at least. <laughs> God, listen to Zach. We're going to win. I think it's What model appeared topless on the self-penned 1993 novel Pirate? Um, Zach. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fabio. Correct. Oh. <laughs> See, I was thinking female model. Yeah, I was thinking Ha-ha. like... Ha-ha, that was a trick twice. question. Fabio was on the cover of all those damn romance novels in the 90s. <laughs> My mom had quite a few of them. I, don't know I was right. Is. Yay. You don't know Fabio? Fabio right. is just—he's so like the you, super sexy. You've been guy. stumped, RoboTuner. Yep, I have. That's okay. Yeah, Fabio was like the '90s uh, answer to Cindy Crawford as far as models go. Like huh. Cindy Crawford was like the biggest female model. Uh, Fabio was like the biggest male model. So you know what he, you, he did? I can't believe it's not butter. Yeah, the, he did those commercials. I can't believe it's not butter. Have y'all watched that um, video with? Uh, and the only reason I say that is because Michael Bolton and Fabio remind me of each other. And I don't know why. <laughs> oh, but the Lowly <laughs> Island? Jack Sparrow. <laughs> Jack Sparrow. This is a tale of Captain yes. Jack Sparrow. Someone has to watch that because in that he reminds me of Fabio. So yeah. that is freaking hilarious. <laughs> that chorus had nothing to do with the rest of the fucking song. <laughs> he kept no. on to uh, bringing up other iconic um, <laughs> movie characters <laughs> after every verse. That shit was hilarious, man. We saw it. I saw that for the first time about a week ago. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's call it into this debacle. Once again, I'd like to thank our guests, Zach and Rebecca of iHappyM. Thank you. And mm. once again, uh, you, they are having their CD release party, not a performance, but a party, at September 10th uh, at Butler's Alley on 8th Street in Fort Worth from 6 to 9 p.m. It's all ages, $10 a mission, and it also gets you a free CD. And beer. Yep. And the name of your album dropping on the same date once again? The Prophet, The Giant, and The Invisible Man, an album by I Happy Am. That's right. That's right. And 
once again, if you, you're interested in being a guest, you can always drop me a line at fujiwai at gmail.com. If you got any fun facts, send, send them to specialk at gmail.com. Or you can send them to Zach to um, go through them first, and then he'll send them to Special K. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then, if you got any news stories you like us to read, send them to Shelly. Sushi, S-I-U-X-S-H-I, at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook, and we're live every Sunday on Mixler at 7 p.m. Central Time. And you can check out all of our past occurrences at therobotuner.podbean.com. We're also on RSS feed and iTunes. And we're also on Facebook. So check out the rest of these dudes that you may also want to vote for for best 2016 podcast at the FW Weekly Best Of, or you can vote for us too, if you're not a schmuck. Uh, the JJTM, J. Jones Massacre, Funky Town Podcast, which thank you once again, uh, Jeffrey the Lord, for lending us your co-host for the evening. Yeah. Um, Zach, yeah. that is. <laughs> a typical DFW podcast and the intoxicated gamer. All right, peeps, we is out of here. Have a great week, and we'll see you the same time next week. Red Pants. Red pants. <laughs> nice. Doing the podcast. Robo Tuner, Master of Debacles. Doing the podcast. Sushi Strange News. Doing the podcast. Special case fun fact. Doing the podcast. Pooping for pop cans. Doing the podcast. Get on me. Doing the podcast. Red Pants Theater. Doing the podcast. You can't put the chains on Robo Tuner. Red Pants. <laughs>